0: Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC Flyweight.
1: Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun.
0: Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? MMA amazing Radio.
2: Welcome to It's M Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law, and with me as always, DJ Mark. What's up? Also
1: with me, Kid Presentable. I'm here, and I got a new computer. Let's go, no problems. Stephon jinxed us,
0: and finally, (laughs) hashtag full squad, with me, Lavender Gooms. Back for the first time. I got a real uh, dilemma, guys. I'm trying to buy some games on Black Friday for Nintendo. Should I go with the game where I could be a firefighter or a game where I should, I can be a prison architect?
2: Well, first, you got to buy yourself a time machine because it is not Black Friday. It is Cyber Monday. Black okay?
0: Friday, Cyber Monday, same shit.
2: It is called a quarter of, the Amer- of America's economy in two days. I just made that up.
0: All right, I'm like I'm like every old you know Latino person who calls all video game systems Nintendo. Okay, it's a PlayStation, a Dreamcast, every possible didn't, didn't you
1: guys Nintendo. see the news? Uh, Black Friday was at like a historic low this week. There were zero reported deaths. Well, everybody stayed home. That was Black that. Friday related. Everybody
2: stayed home and realized the internet's the way to go, man.
1: <laughs>
2: um. All right. Uh. Let's talk about MMA. What do you guys think, huh? It's been a couple yeah, weeks. that'd be a nice change. Um,
0: Last this, this episode was pretty devoid of MMA talk.
2: Oh, you listened? Yeah, I did. All 47 minutes of it? And let me tell you, I made that shit last at least how many minutes extra we decided, guys? Like seven, eight minutes with my stuff at the end? <laughs> um, Yeah, so the number one box office attraction in this sport, Conor McGregor, is making his return on January 18th. At UFC 240, let's say 6. In a bout where we pretty much said this was going to be the one they're going to book. He's going to take on uh, Cowboy Cerrone. At, for some reason, 170 pounds. Though maybe the reason being the man hasn't fought in a year and, you know, they're announcing this fight in 6 weeks. Um, Mike, we haven't heard from you in a while. Your instant reaction besides the, uh, the exchange you and I had on... On text, where we're confident that Cowboy got the fight, be- fight because they probably paid him less than Gaichi. Um, besides that, what are your thoughts? <laughs>
0: uh, if I remember correctly, that text exchange was me saying, Ooh, Donald probably talked them up to 200K. And you said, No, Donald Cerrone is a smart fighter. He got them to at least 250K. Um,. I'm happy for the fight. I think it's gonna be a great fight. Uh, like you said, it's six weeks away. So I think both of them said, Fuck you, if you think I'm gonna mm-hmm. cut weight to one fifty-five. it's a good first fight for for Connor, considering he's gonna have been away for about a year and a half mm-hmm. at the point that they go into fight. Mm-hmm. And it's a perfect matchup for him because we don't you don't wanna put Connor into the ring with any uh any wrestlers and there's no fear that Donald Cerrone is gonna take this to the ground. And I think pretty much everyone has some type of animosity towards Connor. And you do already have some built-in animosity um that Donald has towards uh towards Connor. Um the build up that I've already seen for this fight from previous clips, from the the press conference they, they had about uh, what was that, three years ago, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't need to get more excited for this fight, but I, I was as a result of that. And, you know, I think on a side note, you can also kind of thank Nate Diaz, I think for, uh, for this fight happening, because when was the last time that a non-title fight was, was a headliner for a numbered UFC event and Nate Diaz does it. And now Connor will likely be doing that January 18th. I'd say the
2: last time was probably when Connor fought Nate before that. Um, and that was what do you mean non-title we gave a fake belt out on everything man um so mike it didn't excite you when connor just messaged cowboy wishing him a happy thanksgiving and a safe whatever we're like we're just gonna be go dad mode about this thing about wishing his family well (laughs) that didn't that didn't do it for you though that part you ignoring that
0: Uh, hey that was a little undercurrent of you know Kiss your family because I'm gonna kill you type of stuff in uh, in his tweet. So
2: I I mean I don't I think you had the stretch to read that way, but okay.
0: I don't think you gotta stretch very far.
2: Uh Marcus, um I think we've had the same conversation you and I multiple times about Connor as we've had with Nate and Nick or any guy who takes an extended stay. Just he's fighting anybody. Good. Right? Like Yeah, I mean like Mike said,
3: this is a, a good stylistic matchup for him. Um, I think not having to cut weight, especially given that, you know, there's not a ton of time before the fights. So there's not going to be a super long, uh, training camp, uh, you know, potentially could work in his favor. I mean, Connor hasn't looked like, a. I, honestly, I think 55 is his best weight division. Um, his two stints at 170. I mean, he split him with Nate, um, and I think a lot of that—that that first fight was a learning experience for him. So I think obviously he's going to go in this fight with uh, Cowboy and not try to, you know, overexert himself early like he did with Nate, that ultimately caught him. Um, and I think you know Cowboy, him just being a stand-up fighter is good stylistically for him, but he's going to give him some interesting looks. You know, Cowboy uses a lot more kicks, um, and Connor does most of his damage, you know, uh, with his left straight, which he could use to counter off those kicks. Um, and then, you know, when it, if it potentially goes to the ground, given that someone gets hurt, you know, Cerrone's pretty tricky off his back and he can catch guys in submission. So there's a lot of angles to this fight. And ultimately, I don't really think they need a lot of animosity towards each other to build the fight. I think at this point, Conor McGregor just being on the card sells it enough. And I think, again, kind of looking at, back at that bad motherfucker fight, you know, we have two fighters here that stylistically we know are, are going to match up and you know, potentially give us a really good show. I don't think you need a lot of heated back and forth. And I think it's also kind of hard to do that with Cerrone because, I mean, what are you going to say about the guy? The guy just comes and fights consistently throughout the 10 years he's been here. You know, they haven't all gone his way, but you know, to call him a journeyman would be a disservice. You know, he's he's much better than that. But this guy's been around forever. And, you know, you can't really talk shit about it. I don't know what you would say, like, what, your hat looks stupid or something. I don't know if he's going to get a lot of mileage that way. And I don't think he needs to. I think the fight sells itself. And I'm excited to see it. So hopefully these guys stay healthy and we get to see them test each other. Because I think Connor
2: has a pretty good shot at this. But Cowboy could surprise people. He has in the past. It's honestly seems like, though, honestly, Mark, on paper, this seems like this is the perfect fight to make for him. I mean, I, you and I wanted the Gaethje one, I think, more just because of what Gaethje's been doing lately. But if I'm Conor McGregor, in the UFC, and probably people know people know Cowboy Cerrone more anyway, it yeah. just kind of lines up well.
3: Yeah, and, no, and we totally avoided
2: right. that Frankie Edgar shit that was a thing. That would have been the worst. I really would have hated that. <laughs> I mean, look, I would have been happy to see him fight, but. Like, yeah, that would have.
3: Uh, yeah, that's just not the, there's so many fun matchups for Connor, especially because he's been gone for so long. There's so many pieces you can connect with him, and I'm so excited. And Frankie Edgar's like the one I'm like, no, I don't want to see that at all. No reason whatsoever. Please put that away. Frankie, stay down at 45 or
2: 35, whatever the fuck he wants to do. He's earned it. I don't want to see that fight. Um, Steph, uh, not to get to put the cart ahead of the horse here a little bit, but this being at 170, um, the numbers we've. Well, we haven't heard a ton of numbers, but we know the size of the pay-per-view Nate and Jorge just did. I know I'm not going to be foolish and think that the Habib Connor fight wouldn't print money one day, but the weight class, does any part of this make you think the winner of this fight is taken on Jorge Masvidal?
1: I mean, that's not where my mind was going, but I don't really want to see Connor at welterweight. Like, I get it as a tune-up, as a comeback fight, but if he sticks around here, that's a waste. That is a waste for everyone. This is not his best weight class, uh, and Jorge would tune him the fuck up at this weight class. Um, is that fighting words? Does that make me super compelled? not anymore. I'm not compelled with him at welterweight. I get it as a comeback. I see it as fine because, really, Donald is a lightweight too. Um, you know, uh, so like, I, I don't feel like he's trying to dabble and get his head. I, I feel like it's two lightweight guys agreeing to fight at welterweight. So um, I'm okay with that. Uh, if that's the one angle they take, it doesn't excite me. Um, Connor's got a lot to show to me in this fight. Like, I like him taking the humble route, to be honest, because um, I've been one of Connor's biggest apologists during his whole run. Because I, I always got what he was doing right. I never, um, he never like worked me into shoot, as they say in pro wrestling, because I knew he was all doing it for the cameras. I knew he was doing it for business. But as, as a guy who's his fan, this man has had an embarrassing last year or two. Agree embarrassing last year or two so i want him to come in humble i want him to show focus like that his head's back in the game like let us not forget he i don't remember if he pled guilty or if he pled no contest either way damn it kogi we got you we hear you uh yeah i think that's my computer mic picking it up uh plugging me um but you know the whole hitting the old man because he wouldn't drink his whiskey. He essentially accepted fault for that. Um, Let's not forget that that happened. That was a very, very ugly mark on that guy's record as far as I'm concerned. Um, I don't know what kind of numbers it's going to do, to be honest, because it could go both ways. Um, People have a short memory. Uh, The sport has seemingly moved on from Connor, but uh, people could also have a short memory in the other direction where they're like, they forget that he's been losing, he hasn't won in forever, and that he's embarrassed the shit out of himself as a person the last couple years too. So I'm actually interested in seeing how this does because I don't really know what the, like, the buzz to the ground is with Conor these days.
2: Um, I think, I mean, just uh, when the news broke, I had a bunch of very casual sports fans uh, at my my parents' house, and they all got excited. Many of them were excited to watch Conor get his ass kicked, Uh, and they talked about how happy they were. Khabib beat him because Conor's a piece of shit. And then I had to explain who Khabib hangs out with. And they're like, okay, well, they both suck. <laughs> so there was that. Um, we'll see. Um, I'm happy he's fighting anybody, to be honest. Um, I He doesn't pull out of fights, though, either. So I'm pretty calm. And, he, and Cowboy, short of detaching his leg, um, is not going to miss a fight. So I think we're actually going to get this one. Stefan said no issues on the internet. I just said that fight's gonna happen. We've just leaning into the jinxes at this point. Uh on the other side, we I'm not sure if this happened last week, but uh Tony and Tony and Khabib is official. It's signed um for April something in Brooklyn. Yeah, um, we touched on it last week. I'm not sure. Was it
1: actually signed, signed at that point, or they were just circling it? No, I, read I think it. Tony officially signed this week. Yeah, But to what you just said, Bob, the first match, I have no concerns about those guys showing up. I have nothing but concerns for the latter. I cannot get excited until I see them both walking to the cage, because that is a snake-bitten fight. Mike, how far of a ride is uh, Barclays for you?
0: Uh, On the train, it's about 45 minutes away.
2: See, forty-five minutes, and one of the most, uh, one of the most, I don't know, anticipated fights. We know it's been about seven times so far. Now it's happening forty-five minutes from Mike. I wouldn't even ask Mike if he's considering going to this thing. If Mike, if you went to this card, you'd buy your ticket. What? Four minutes before the main card starts. Would that make you feel safe?
0: <laughs> yeah, I would need to see. I would need to see Tony literally walking down um into the octagon and then i'll ask the scalper yo let me get it for like five bucks yeah that's because uh... besides that i do not trust tony to not like slip on a banana peel while he's warming up backstage well, because... was it that, like
1: someone startled him and he like looked the wrong direction too fast it was like a weird ass injury
2: yeah that was <sighs> he though did he trip doing media one time
0: like four the, fi- the last time, yeah. That
2: was yeah,
0: okay. Um, I think uh, I think there was a y- uh a camera wire in the way, and he like jumped over the camera wire and boop, there went his ACL. Yeah.
2: Um he actually Tony recently, by the way, uh he had him and Connor had the same um management. Um and uh he just finally just thought maybe they're not looking out for him the way they're looking out for Connor. And joined uh, Nate Diaz's former uh, management team, but then Nate had to sue him anyway. And Tony's got new people. Hopefully, he got paid. Um. Anyway, um. Should we just pick some fights, guys? Because yeah, cool. there's actual fights happening. Um. The UFC is going to be in Washington D.C. this upcoming Saturday. Coming to you, I'm assuming from the Verizon Center. Um. I've been there. That's why I'm assuming this is where they play basketball. Uh,
3: Capital One. Capital One
2: Arena. Verizon doesn't pay anymore. They do in a Capital One Arena. Um, Headlined by Alistar, the Ream, the Demolition Man, Uber Ream, Overeem, taking on Yarzinho Rosenstruik. Um, The betting line for this fight, and shit, all these fights are close, Steph, but what's the betting line for this one?
1: You've muted yourself. Yeah, sorry. Um, it's, I mean, this whole thing is a coin toss. Uh, Overeem as the slight favorite at minus 20, and even money for a guy who I had never heard of until you sent us this card. Um, so that's what we think about Overeem in 2019. So um, I'm picking the
2: guy that Stefan's never heard of, and I only heard about when he put down Arlovsky in 30 seconds. So I did some research. Um, I have not picked Allstar Overeem to win a fight, in anything we've picked since he faced Travis Brown in August of 2013. Which, what happened in that fight, guys? Well, Overeem didn't win. Nope, jumping front kick to the dome. In that time, by the way, the man's won plenty of fights. I've been wrong a lot. But I'm going to take the 9-0, kid. Um, Mark, I know where you're headed. Go for it, brother.
3: (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm picking Reem and, uh, this type of opponent is always, you know, potentially dangerous for him because, you know, as, as we've discussed, you know, throughout, since that Travis Brown loss to today's current, uh, event, I mean, one thing you're always worried about, with uh, Alistair over me is that, you know, he's a little chinny. Um, if he gets caught good, he tends to get staggered. Um, he tends not to defend himself and then he, and then he basically gives the opponent a chance to obliterate him in comic fashion. Uh. The other turn of it is that when he fights stand-up fighters, that's kind of his realm. And sometimes he does very well there. And we've seen him go to different camps... Uh, we've seen him play a little bit more conservative with his uh, striking and kind of picking his shots a little bit better. Um, and we've seen his last few fights, he's finished the opponent in the first round. So, I mean, I do think this is a toss-up. I think it's totally fair to be extremely questionable about Overeem and his chin against a young guy who's knocking out people, you know, in the first couple of rounds. This easily could spell disaster, but it can also just play right into his hands. We really don't know. Um Alistar has some things that he's particularly good at outside of free range. He's deadly in the clinch. If he can muscle his way to pushing this guy up against the ca- uh, the uh, cage in the clinch and throw knees to the body to wear them down to get to the head, um, he's had a ton of success there. And on top control, you know, if he's able to get this guy to the ground, he has pretty vicious ground and pound. There's a lot of ways for Overeem to win this fight. The way he loses it is very much a factor in this one. Um, so I do think it's a it's a co- uh, coin toss, but I, I'm I'm cool going with Overeem. He's my boy.
2: Um. The original opponent I forgot to mention for this was supposed to be Walt Harris, and we know how that played out for Walt Harris and the tragedy with his family. Mike, um, before you make your pick, do we both agree that Paul- Walt Harris would have whooped Overeem's ass, or am I the only one feeling that way?
0: Uh, I don't know if he would have whooped Overeem's ass. Oh, that he would have seemed... whooped that ass. Bobby, we can, that we that can clearly like establish this point from, your,
2: from your precursor. You're obviously fucking biased as shit, so. Look, I'm unhappy he stopped taking steroids. It was way more fun when Overeem was on steroids, all right? Just want to say that. No, sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Make your pick.
0: I mean, let's just, let's just uh, note that uh, you're picking against Overeem started all the way back at the original beard bet.
2: No, I picked, then I picked him after, though. When was the last time he said steroids? Like, I mean, I'm mean, allegedly. Fight.
1: Well, he I he has that beard bet. I had nothing to do with it and I hate that beard bet. That was the worst bet Congrats. in the history of bets. Is,
0: is, is it because we have an inability to grow a beard that you no, hate it because I didn't because like it either? Bobby
1: shaved the day before the fight. I it's trimmed it. Like, you have a beard bet and you're just going to trim your beard?
2: The best part is we both lost our beards. <laughs>
1: that was our I game. had to fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it went south entirely. Due to per- Mike, that's why I hate it. Due to personal incompetence, the bet was a non-starter.
0: Um yeah, sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Uh, you know, I am gonna go with Overeem, um, mainly because I don't know who the other guy is, and we're in December, and this is the island I'm gonna go on where I'm going go against Mark. Well, real
2: talk, can we get a update on the standings and how bad I'm doing now? Like I'm well in, I'm established in last place, I think.
0: You for sure can get an update, and I wouldn't say you're established in last place because, um. Even though I could still win this year, we have all sucked. Um, We're literally picking like 50%, right? We are all shit. All of us collectively. (laughs) We're basically a coin at this point. Uh, (laughs) DJ Mark Mark is the smallest pile of shit at 53 and 48. I stink (laughs) a little bit more at 52 and 49. Incrementally, Kid Presentable's pile of shit is just slightly bigger at 51 and 50. Oh, I'm below and 500. bringing up <laughs> the big pile of shitty mediocrity. Mediocrity? Mediocrity uh. is Dr. Law at 50 and 51. And so, I'll keep
1: beating the dead horse. Uh, Bobby refuses to acknowledge it, but I should be tied with Mike. I should have my one point back. Uh, what are you referring to? So uh, back when we picked Masvidal and Nate. Oh, I we're just doing this on the show. Okay, uh, said on the air that I reserved to write to... Change my pick on specifically that fight and uh at, you can go back to the episode mike i see you making the face that was the one fight i said I'm making what did you pick into this what did I you pick okay and i was reserving the right to ch- change the jorge well, that's right on that. this, if i was and, any if i was any
2: kind of an editor none of this would make the podcast yeah, it's
1: true <laughs> but as we we're at the house and we're making the picks i declared in an audience of five people I'm, I don't like this. I'm, I'm changing my pick to Jorge. Bobby refused to acknowledge it while the other four guests said, I heard him say it. Yeah, he said he's changing his pick. But Bobby just, you know, even though I tried to give him his band Black Beast all night, but he didn't want to have the balls to change his pick. He said, therefore, he didn't want to let me change my hey, pick. Mark,
0: I was a- busy stuff. trying
1: to feed you motherfuckers that night.
2: All well, right?
0: you got this <laughs> magic. You got this magic box in your pocket called a cell phone. That has access to the internet where you could easily have gone onto the website and changed the picture. I just want to up. say, we haven't talked unless about MMA in two on, weeks. Unless it's on wax, unless it's on wax, <laughs> that's what counts.
1: Mike, you're our article boy. I'm not taking your job away. I ain't, I ain't taking your job away. We all got access.
3: <laughs> I mean, to be
1: fair, we all could just tweak the
2: numbers slowly. Who's really keeping track? <laughs> Real talk, I could be up by 10 games right now and none of you going to do anything about it. Um, just to recap, though. Steph, Mike, Mark is picking 52.4% correct, and I'm picking 49.5% correct. Oh, my God.
3: It's oh,
1: ball game. It's a close. Uh, Steph, what do you got on this one, man? I'll bring it back. Bobby, I'm with your narrative. If Walt Harris was in this fight, he would have whooped that ass. He was on Harris a full fight? With... knocking everyone out. Yeah, on thank this you. Run. Thank every you. fight he's been winning have not been decisions. They've not been grinding. He found a home at heavyweight, and he started knocking everyone the F out. Walt Harris was on a run. That uh, said, remember, for this pick, Walt Harris isn't fighting. I know, Wait. but here's what I do know about this guy who I didn't know until 10 minutes ago. His nickname is Biggie Boy. Not Big Boy, Biggie Boy, and I like that. So, knock out, Biggie Boy. Knock out, Biggie Boy.
2: That's right. Um, oh, man, that's good. Uh, the co-main event. I've gotten so – I have like 15 tabs open now. Um, The co-main event for this one, someone just fucking say
0: it. <laughs> right. It's uh, Ben Rothwell and uh, Stefan's through. No, no.
2: <laughs> the, the, that's not the
0: co-main event. Please, it's God. Marina Rodriguez.
2: I okay. mean, it doesn't matter. There's no real co-main event. Um, Marina Rodriguez and Cynthia Calvillo, the betting line for this one, Stefan?
1: Um, a coin toss like the rest of them. Cynthia Calvillo at the slight underdog of plus 115 to Marina Rodriguez's minus 135. Marina
2: Rodriguez, 32 years old, um, from the Dana Whites looking for a... Uh, fight on a Tuesday in Brazil. Yada yada. Um she's two oh and one in the UFC UFC itself, the draw being a majority uh draws with Randa Marcos. She beat Jessica Aguilar. She beat Tisha Torres. She's 12 0 and 1, 32 years old. Cynthia Calvillo eight and one um coming off of two straight wins after losing to Carla Esparza. Uh this one is also thirty-two years old. Mark What do you got man Yeah I uh, I'm going to go with uh Cynthia on this
3: one but I do think it's really tough and mm-hmm. that uh Marina's last win over Tisha Torres uh is a, is a big win for me I, I you know getting one over Tisha Torres is not easy you know I consider her to be a top contender and I and honestly I am leaning more on uh uh Calvillo uh just because I'm more familiar I, I've seen her fight before I know she's a good grappler um, like you mentioned, Marina lost to Marcos, who's also a good grapple. I think Marcos is a better wrestler, um, and I think Cynthia is just better, you know, on the mat, uh, grappling. Uh, so I, I'm picking that edge, but I think this, this is really close. I think it is kind of another toss up, and that Tisha Torres win um, really makes me hesitant. But I, I don't know if I saw her fight, so it's really hard for me to gauge that. So um, yeah, I'm just going with Cynthia.
2: Yeah, beating uh, Aguilar is pretty impressive too, yeah, to be I'm honest. Too. Yeah, that's got a that's a couple people that it's like. It's very difficult to put them to, to to beat them. I mean, get finishing them is damn near impossible. Um, Stefan, what do you think about this one?
1: Um, yeah, we're gonna keep it split. You know, there's gonna be a lot of right people and a lot of wrong people on this card. Um, I'm gonna go with Marina. Um, it's not really fair, you know. You kind of say her record; she only has the one loss against Carla. But something about Cynthia, I have not been very impressed in any of her wins. Even, um, even do when you, she wins, that- it, it doesn't so- seem like she can do that much apologize Steph. do you feel because like I we all got really excited about her because she showed
2: up and she got a big win um on uh Amanda Cooper and she did the whole I'm not surprised motherfucker thing and we all dug it but I don't think she's advanced as much as I would have liked and I, I mean, you might be saying the same thing I am like yeah. she's o- she's like, pretty much she's okay she's not getting better in any of these it seems like
1: yeah like her her striking leaves a lack a lot uh you know to the imagination her grappling you know she can get positional control she's not really dominant she doesn't get off any ground and pound she's not really a submission threat so that's why i kind of like you're all right but like i kind of always think um i always kind of get her mixed up with tatiana suarez in my head and then when i see her being not as good i'm like oh yeah you're not the good one um sorry (laughs) Olympia is having a bad time right now um Um, but uh yeah i'm going with marina just I i haven't seen any of her fights her names are good though um, and you know, she's a draw wave or what was it? A no contest away from a perfect record. Yeah. Um, but or draw, sorry, draw. It, it's like, a it's, it's like Biggie boy. I love me and undefeated prospect. Um, it's just very exciting. Um, I'm with you on this one. Um, I've picked Calvio in all these damn fights,
2: so I'm going to not go with the anti-overgame strategy here, but I, she's, this seems like a really tough one. Um, she pulls it off. Awesome. Yeah, Calvillo is also older than I thought she was. To be honest, I mean, they're both both these fighters are young in terms of mileage, but in terms of age, I you know, for prospects, they're both in their early thirties. I got Marie, I got uh, Miss Rodriguez Marina here. Uh, st- uh,
0: who's left? Mike. Uh, what that do you would got? be me. Mike, what do you? Mark's got? gonna be by himself on an island on this one.
2: To be um, clear, are we all three of us picking a fighter that none of us remember watching fight? Just want to be clear about this.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've never okay. seen Marina fight. Good. Okay, but. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen Calvillo fight, and even though she's won two in a row, she hasn't been very impressive in either of those two fights. And to go back to what you guys are saying, I think she came in with a lot of hype. She came in with a lot of swagger. She beat Amanda Cooper. She beat uh that chick in Buffalo. Um the one from Chicago. uh Pearl Pro Gonzalez. She beat her pretty well. And we thought she was gonna be better than she uh than she was. But she has plateaued uh, a good amount in her fights. And, uh, you know, beating Aguilar and Tisha Torres, those are two big scalps. Um, Especially Torres, who had been fighting really well over the last, what, two years or so? Or three years? So, I have never seen Marina fight. But much like you two guys, I'm just going to go that way because I want to beat Martin. I just like that Mark's
2: gonna just lock this whole thing up on the back of this card. Um is now is the time for Struve, Struve and Rothwell, I believe. Correct. Yeah. Stefan Struve, Ben Rothwell, a fight that I am I've said this a few weeks, a few times, that like it's a miracle we haven't seen this happen before. That these two haven't fought each other. Um just a complete miracle. Um Stefan Struve retired, and then he said, Hey, they'll probably still pay me to fight. I'm a heavyweight. And he came back. Ben Rothwell, I think we all thought, just went away. He came back, too. Uh, Is not winning at all. Uh, He's lost three straight. um, Two since two in this current stint in his 2019. Struve is coming off of a win. uh, Arm triangle choke of Rogerio de Lima. Coming off of three straight losses himself. Um, Betting
1: line for this one, I'm just going to guess it's another coin flip. Yeah, but which one's the favorite, Bobby? I got to think Struve, right? I'm going Rothwell. Ooh, Rothwell coming in at minus 145 to plus 110. Stefan uh, stuff on Struve.
0: All right, Mike, make your pick. Well, I uh, guess that Rothwell is going to be the favorite. There we go. <laughs> so that lets you know where I'm going with my pick. Um, I am going to assume that Struve is going to lose in the best Struve loss ever, where one of the great things about Stefan Struve isn't his fighting ability, isn't the fact he's seven feet tall um it's the fact that when he gets knocked the fuck out it is some of the funniest shit you will ever see that's what i predict will happen this saturday
2: i think this is gonna be boring as hell um mark who do you have this one
3: uh yeah i'm agreeing with both of you i'm picking ben rothwell agreeing with mike and i'm agreeing with you bobby i think this has a lot of potential oh to this is uninspiring oh yeah um because i could see both these guys not being able to get it down um a lot of fighting in the clinch. We know Stefan Struve has never really developed much of a jab to utilize his natural reach, which has always been a shame. Um, I think Ben's going to try to muscle him up against the cage. He'll attempt some takedowns. He'll probably be unsuccessful. Maybe get one around here or there. Um, yeah, my, my, my biggest prediction is, like, like you said, Bob, this one's going to be a bit of a snoozer. Um and Ben will get his arm raised. Um, I was more confident in that before I looked at his record. It was like,
2: oh, shit. Like, you're not <laughs> well, buddy. Remember um, when Ben Rothwell was real good, man? Like well,
3: real guess, good. He, was, he was getting ready for a title shot, and he lost to Dos Años, and then he was like, oh, shit, I'll take three years off and stink it up later. And now what I'm seeing from Ben is what I remember of Ben before he went on a big roll. Um, I'm still going to pick him here, but, yeah, this fight – doesn't do much to interest me i don't think it's going to do much for the division it's just kind of a thing that's happening that
2: probably should have happened five years ago but didn't. i but i got yeah i got ben rothwell too um and i just really hope they let him come out in a big robe and he does this cackling laugh at the end and maybe that stupid dance of his all the stuff that isn't the fight is what i'm hoping for in this regard but yeah, i got ben rothwell
1: Steph, what do you got um we're all on the same page i got this being a stinker <laughs> of a fight uh like <laughs> Well, I mean, just to i mean—to keep we're all on the same page, kind of what my breakdown was, like, the difference being between them, and it's a real depressing reason to fight a guy, Ben, in his losses, has just looked slow and old. And Struve, his problem for a while now, he looks like he does not want to be there. Like, he does not want to be fighting. And that is, like, a horrible mindset to be in when you go into a professional fight. Um, so, like, he's my namesake. I've wanted to like him his whole career, but it's been really tough the last few years. Uh, Mike, you already picked. We all picked. What am I talking about? Good. We're
2: all done. Yeah, across the the hole. Pardon me. Um, all right, uh, the next fight we're picking: Aspen Lad, Yana Kunitskaya. Um, this fight is an excuse for me and now Mike to talk about how much we enjoy Aspen Lad's Instagram. But Stefan, give us the betting odds. Another close one, of course. <laughs>
1: Oh, man, I just closed it, but I've got it back up. It is minus 155 Aspen Ladd, plus 135 Yana Kunitskaya. Um, I'm just, you know, not bearing let's just, like, not the delete here.
2: I got Aspen Ladd. I really didn't like her last fight where she showed up and, like, her weight was a disaster. She looked like she was dying on the scale. Then she got put down in 16 seconds by a giant woman named Jermaine Durandamy. Um, they made her do all sorts of testing to make sure she could still make this weight. And, you know, she's young. That's not an excuse. You're, you know, you sign a contract. You say you're going to make a weight. You got to make weight. And it's not that she missed it. It was just a, it was an ugly one. Um, I'm taking Aspen Ladd though. And just a delightful Instagram. Mike, continue on, please. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah, very delightful Instagram. Indeed. I followed Bobby's, uh, advice and started following her uh normally when a man gets on a podcast and he starts talking about how great a woman's uh, instagram is it is for uh you know salacious reasons i was gonna say there's nothing salacious here folks there's is, there's is nothing salacious here so if you're just expecting like booty pics and like you know you know swimsuit models type stuff no it is just her hiking every day apparently in Folsom uh with her uh like four or five dogs just through uh through whatever you know wilderness that she happens to you know walk through. Um it's very nice, you know. (laughs) I am a city boy through and through so (laughs) I feel like I hike every day when Aspen Lad puts some videos up. And if I didn't say it already I'm picking Aspen lad for that reason.
2: Mark Yeah I,
3: I I don't like picking for these reasons but I'm going with Aspen Lad as well, just because I'm more familiar. Um, I'm sure I've seen Yana fight before, and it's just not sticking out. Um, and Aspen Lad's record is pretty stellar. You know, um, Yana has a couple <laughs> losses here. I mean, against you know I, I, what I would consider to be you know pretty high competition in cyborg and uh, ladies like that. But yeah, I'm just going with Aspen Lad, just more comfortable, which I is what I always feel is a shitty reason to pick somebody. But here we are.
1: Uh, yeah. Stefan. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Arya Stark. Um, you know, no shame in losing to Jermaine. Like, she has a, there's a very – she has, like, you know, her polling on the internet is among the low of the low in the MMA community. But uh, it turns out she's actually a pretty good fighter, you know. She just so what she was scared of Cyborg. We're all scared of Cyborg, right?
2: Tune in next week where we all pick Jermaine to lose in under three minutes to uh,
1: um, Amanda Nunes. Well, right. that's because that's the cyborg killer. You know, yeah. the, you're scared of the one who kills Well, let me, let me give some.
2: Uh, we're not. None of us are picking her, but let me give some credit to Yana Kunitskaya here, who was brought in by the UFC pretty much just for her to um to get her ass whipped by cyborg, and uh, she accomplished that. Not to be mean about it, she took. She was also the one involved in that um, uh, Invicta fight with Tanya Evinger, where uh, referee blew it, and they kind of like they called something that. Tanya did as uh, wasn't allowed, and it was a sub. Long story short, she thought she won the Invicta Championship. She didn't. And then she fought Tanya Avenger again, and Tanya Avenger took care of her. Um, she's got wins over Marion Renault, Lena Landsberg. She's no pushover, and Aspen Ladd is still very young in this game, so Yana could get this done, but it's a familiarity thing for us, I think, too. And a love of her dogs. Um. Anyway. um. Cody Staman, Song Yadong, um the f- rounding out this card. Um not counting the heavyweight fight. People on this card are generally on the upswing. And Cody Staman, um, besides losing to Al Sterling, has really done great in these UFC careers so far. All decisions, but four and one of the UFC, just the light the loss to the likely number one contender at 135 pounds. Um God, that division. This division's grinded to a halt with uh Henry being out and the UFC just not booking. Fights. Um, Song Yadong, on the other hand, four straight wins in the UFC. Um, two finishes. Um, this is the, f- oh, this is his second fight in the U.S. I always like to say that, um, if you are on a region, on a bunch of regional cards, UFC's not taking you seriously until they bring you over to the United States. And I think that's the case here. Um, 21 year old Song Yadong, um, training with Team Alpha Male, because of course he fucking is. Wow. Okay. Um, and Cody Staman, um trading out of Michigan tops team, his head coach, Darren Cruikshank, who seems too young to be anybody's head coach.
1: Betting line for this one, Stefan. Uh Sonya Dong coming in as the biggest favorite on this card at a paltry minus one ninety. Yeah, I got I got the kid. I got Song
2: Dong, to be honest. Um, I really believe it when they bring a guy who's only been on the foreign cards over to the US. I think it means something. And when he did, when they brought him over for that fight in Vegas, um, he put down Alejandro Perez in two minutes. So they might see something in him, and he's 21 years old. Pick the young guy. Uh, Steph, what do you got?
1: Um, like LeBron said, China is our overlords. So uh, yeah, new red scare. <laughs> is He is he Korean? No, he's
2: Chinese. Uh, Never mind. Chinese. I don't know
0: why I thought Korean. Um, Mike, Mike, you are muted. I thought I was muted for a second, and for sure I was. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Dong as well. I actually did watch his his last fight when he got when he took care of the guy pretty quickly, and I was pretty impressed by it. So let's keep the good times going. Mark. Yeah, it uh, looks like
3: I'm the outlier here and either going to make like a huge push to I was going to say, Mark's locking this up. And, like, <laughs> blow this whole thing, which, <laughs> man, whatever, I don't really care. Um, I-, I like Cody, just, he has one name on his record that I'm like, that's pretty fucking good. You can decision Brian Carraway, it's pretty fucking
2: good. That dude just gets decisions. Yeah. You can
3: steal one away from
2: that dude. Yeah, sorry not to interrupt you. I saw that, and I'm like, ha, that's impressive. Yeah, that was really it. I mean,
3: they 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 do share a common <laughs> opponent in that... Um, what was that guy's name, Bobby? Alex? Uh, Alejandro Robert? Perez. Yeah, and they, they both won, but Cody got a decision and song, you know, beat him, I think. Was it the second round, Bob, or the first? I don't know if you got that page. In two goal, minutes. Yeah, so, I mean, that, you know, I, I think we're going to know pretty early in this fight if Cody can't get this fight, where I'm assuming he's good at, because I have no fucking ideas, on the ground. Um, If he has a stand with this guy, it could, you know, really be trouble for him but i kind of see this like like you're saying bobby i think i think you're right i think your analysis of they don't bring these guys over and put them on the main card until they're kind of sure like this guy can bang he could potentially be something but those guys also get curtailed by fucking boring wrestlers that just kind of expose them a little bit and i'm kind of hedging that way and again it's that brian Caraway went it's just like he did the brian Caraway. that guy's really good at snoozing out decisions so that's really my whole logic there but um yeah to have a young guy come up you know all for it so
2: yeah, uh he also is the one that I was we were all pretty sure Al Jermaine tore his shit with that um that super loss, yeah, right?
3: He got that weird uh knee bar from the back yeah. weird
2: thing. Um and there's no shame in that is Cody's not a I wouldn't say he's a snoozer necessarily, he's just he's not finishing fights. He's got I mean the man's been training boxing since he was like twelve, I think. But still, yeah, I it's hard to pick against Song Yadong Dong. The dude I don't not just because I like saying his name. But is he, he is just he's putting dudes down, man. You finish people in the UFC, that means something. And both of his finishes are I know the guy's names, Alejandro Perez and Felipe Arantes, who in his own right is uh not a not a bad fighter. Um so yeah. Um Marcus Wait, you say you're on Cody's side after yeah, all this? I, I, I made this whole spiel about yeah, how I was gonna say. Wait, we just
3: started, or, or the the Titanic sinking? Because I'm picking against you guys a lot, and, and I think you make a good case for Song Yadong. But you know that Brian Caraway W with a decision. You know, if he would have knocked him out, I would have been like, whatever, he's a fluke. Brian Caraway's not that good, but you get that decision.
1: Yeah. Man, uh, we have a picks champion at the end of this year. I really hope it's with a sub five hundred right I do too, man. I, <laughs> man. I, I hope so much. I hope so much. Year. <laughs> I'm, honestly, I'm gonna post a picture of a quarter and say this is the real champion
2: if it's at five if it's less than five hundred.
1: Um I Cody Staman to our listeners, we don't go to Vegas as often as we used to. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, the nickname front on this fight though, Cody Staman's
2: got two Spartan, because he's from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Mr. Wonderful because he's a big Paul Orndorff fan. Oh, I don't know okay. about that part. I'm okay. assuming it's because of... I'm assuming, but... Song Yadong's nickname is the Kung Fu Monkey. You don't... When your name rhymes, don't put a nickname. Yeah, he doesn't need a nickname. He doesn't. He's just... Fun. Yeah. It's, yeah, there's no point. This is excellent. Um, Let's do stuff we like, guys. Um, I really like Thanksgiving, to be honest. I really... I'll start with that. I uh, had to make... I made the turkey um, busted out the smoker for that, um, which was really fun given how cold it is in the Bay Area, and people from, like, actual cold areas, just shut your mouth, alright, we aren't used to this, it's cold and wet, okay, I was, about to, I was about to start talking, you know, Mike, it's raining for the next two fucking weeks, so you better hope this thing stops by the time you visit,
0: oh, boo uh, fucking who? it was snowing over here, okay,
2: um, but had some family over, had some friends, um, Made some pretty good stuffing myself, if I don't mind saying. In addition to the turkey, Um, but yeah, it's my favorite holiday. Honestly, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday because I'm, you know, you just you all come together. And I the football games weren't particularly good, except for I don't know if you guys saw the end of that Atlanta game where they got like three straight onside kicks. That was that was pretty cool. Um, And I don't know what else even I watched. To be honest, I still haven't watched The Irishman because I saw it was three and a half hours because. Jesus fucking Christ. It's a long movie for me to watch. In my Scorsese
3: house. is like, Netflix, how long will you let me go? As long yeah. as I want. <laughs> not not even like a part one,
2: part two on this thing.
0: I mean, Whoever- all, all the money they gave Scorsese, um, they didn't get him an editor or something. You know, Maybe trim it down to three hours. To oh, be clear, I, I
2: love Martin Scorsese. I've seen a lot of his long movies, and I've liked every single one of them. I'm just saying, if I'm in my house... I need someone to tell me where's the point where I can hit pause and go make a sandwich. Like that's really it, um, without disrupting it. Maybe coming back an hour later, and not being confused. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know what I mean. I haven't watched Watchmen yet, and I can only tell you guys to watch Watchmen so many times. So that's it, Mike. What do you got? You've been gone for a little bit.
0: Yeah, um, I liked the Thanksgiving as well because I was able to take a day off of work. So that was uh, that was entertaining. That wasn't a joke. That was literally the only day I took off last week. It was the holiday Thanksgiving, not the Thursday or Wednesday before. No, the Thursday, like literally the yeah, Thursday. Yeah, really, okay, I'm glad, glad they let me have the gulag
3: first.
0: Yeah. So um, they, they tried to get us to work on Thanksgiving as well. Um, so there's that. Um, we told them we would go in for triple pay. Um. They almost went for it, and I almost went in for triple. Like you, you get triple pay. Like your your family ain't that important,
1: you know. Like, I shit. guess your sanity's not either. Your family will understand triple
0: pay. Exactly. But besides, um, you know, national holidays where your job can't tell you to come in. Um, the other things that I like this week is that I picked up on watching a uh, Peaky Blinders again. I am halfway through the uh, the second season. So um if you've never watched uh, Peaky Blinders, Killian uh, Murphy is pretty damn good in that show. Um uh for those of you that don't know what it's about, it's about this uh gang in uh Birmingham in the early 1920s in uh in, in England. Um and then besides that, um not much else on my end. Um, I've just been working too goddamn much. I think I've missed, uh, what, maybe three of the last uh, five podcasts. So happy I was able to be here this week. That's true. So uh, I like you guys. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, hey. Mike likes us so much. He's coming to visit for New Year's. And I have not done anything on New Year's in at least three years. Mike, Most of going- it. In-
3: Anywhere in the world.
2: Anywhere. He could have gone to Japan again. He could have went to Thailand. He could have gone to England. More than, one, more than one New Year's has been me, Steph, and on texting back and forth saying, how about you come here and we'll order some food or something? And then the other one just goes, well... How about we do it at my house instead?
0: I'm like, <laughs> F you, I've already ordered food. Yeah,
2: a lot <laughs> of it is that we all like our own beds more than we like going well, somewhere. Well, just
0: so you know, I expect basically that type of treatment when I get over there because I hate doing shit for New Year's as well.
2: All right. Well, Drew's going to be sad.
0: Pretty much just... the only thing I want is a bunch of beers and I guess that shitty champagne that you guys Why bought.
2: is it going to be shitty? It's a little bit of the bubbly. I bought the that, name, guys.
0: The name of the champagne is called A Little Bit of the Bubbly. I think that explains why. You guys,
2: don't worry. I'm going to send Mike all the memes, okay?
1: It'll be great. Um, Stefan, what do you got this week, man? Oh, I'm kind of the same boat as you, Bob. I can't keep pitching the same shows, but like, I got a steady stream of five shows that I'm watching like episodically weekly, so it kind of keeps my uh, slate busy. Um, I will recommend something again, cause I did have a chance to watch a movie again. Um, I don't go to movies that often anymore these days, but this movie I saw twice and that's Jojo Rabbit. Um, that was truly my favorite movie of 2019. I absolutely adored that movie. Uh, I had a chance to take my mom and stepdad to it. They like comedies, um, they're history buffs. So the kind of background setting, um, yeah. And my mom loved it too. Uh, you know, uh, It was a good choice. Um, Yeah, I'm hoping, you know, now that we're right around award season, I'm hoping that one picks up some hardware. Um, So, you know, beyond all the shows that I've been recommending week to week, um, I will pitch, uh, if you got a Uniqlo near you, they got a new Dragon Ball Z line. Um, Picked up some merch. I'm wearing my uh, Master Roshi uh, hoodie right now. Me and Mark uh, picked up the same uh, Great Saiyan Ape shirt. Um, I got to give that to him next time I see him. Um, yeah, I, you know, Mike and I own the same Frieza shirt from the first DBZ run they did. I'm saying I like Uniqlo. You got one? They're cheap. This is comfortable. I know, Bobby, you said their quality went down for a minute, but it's like it picked back up. Maybe there was just a shortage of cotton. Well, I think they uh... That quality took a dip for a few months, but it's back because this hoodie is comfy. No, they're, I bought a,
2: I bought a hoodie from them. No, I was buying their shitty t-shirts for a while, and I'm putting it as shitty. They weren't necessarily that bad, but... No, they got some good shit, man. I bought a red hoodie. This should be breaking news for anybody who's ever seen me. I bought a red hoodie from Uniqlo. All right. The only word black. Yes. <laughs> red hoodie. It's great. Um, Mark. Uh
3: yeah, um, like I mentioned last week, the the big gaming season is kind of over for this year, but there's still a couple small games coming out. A couple that I'm looking forward to. Uh coming this week on to PS4, and I think Switch is this uh, game called Tools Up, which is kind of a take on the Overcooked type of formula it's four players co-op you're all trying to work together to repair apartments or something it looks really fun i want to check that one out um and then there's another story based game called arise a simple story um and that one kind of debuted on playstation's little directs which they call state of play and i was kind of surprised it's coming out so soon um it has a really cool art style um and i guess a simple story as they said um, so I'm kind of interested in checking those out. I did start watching a new series on Netflix we haven't talked about. I don't know if you guys have seen this or heard about this. Um, It's called Living With Yourself. It's the Paul Rudd uh, sitcom that's been going around. I mostly heard about it because he was, you know, doing the rounds on the late night shows. And honestly, like, um, it gets discussed every now and then, like, oh, who's your, like, you're the, the the one like star dude that you'd like you know do some gay stuff with, or you would be romantically in in engaged. In, in and I like Paul Rudd. That guy, man. There's nothing sexual about it. that guy. Is just funny, handsome, and just charming as all hell. And God fucking damn it, does he need those attributes? Because this show's not really doing him a lot of favors. Um, the basic concept is Paul Rudd's kind of in a uh, in a tough spot in his life. He's really down on himself. This other coworker seems to be excelling. He asked the guy, like, you oh, know, what happened? You know, what would you do to kind of, like, turn, turn it all around? He's like, oh, I went to the spa. It turns out the spa, which costs $50,000, basically clones you and gives you gives the clone all your best attributes and basically kills the original you. Um, essentially how it turns out, Paul Rudd's original character survives, and then the two of them meet, um, and they're kind of, you know, I'm three episodes in. They're kind of figuring that out. How do they balance this life when there's two of them? You know, what do they do with this company or whatever? Um, and I'll give the credit I will give it is that the the plot and kind of the big story beats are interesting and make sense and have kept me engaged. The like scene to scene writing has been really weak. And, you know, I'm just watching scenes, just being like, oh, like this writing is just missing something. And you have Paul Rudd, who I feel is a tremendous actor and comedic actor. And, you know, maybe could have spitballed, spit-balled some stuff here to kind of liven it up a little bit. But, it just a lot of it kind of falls flat, and like I said, the premise and story has been pretty strong so far in three episodes. That that's kind of keeping me interested, but I'm definitely watching it and kind of thinking like uh, this: there's there's a lot of left on the table that could have been really good, right? They cut this up, and the way they decided to portray these characters, you know, there's some there's something interesting here that's being squandered a little bit. But I am interested enough to maybe see it through. Um, other than that, you know, watch more Mandalorian. Uh, like I mentioned last week. Uh, this was the episode my cousin worked on. I was very nervous. Like, is he going to show up in the credits? I've been talking about it a lot. I'm getting very excited, and he was. That was very cool. And uh, yeah, that show, I mean, like
1: Bobby kind of said about Watchmen, we don't need to drone on about it every week. It just continues to be very good. Um, yeah, so that's all I got. I got a question about Paul Rudd, Mark. Okay. Yeah, sure. You said he was making the rounds. Mm-hmm. Did he do Conan? And did he do the Mac and me footage yeah, he that did. he always does? Which, I mean, at this point, it's
3: been done so much. I almost want him to not do it. Um, but I'm. I'm pretty sure he did. I think it was a few weeks out. It might have been two or three weeks out, but he did. I'm pretty sure he showed that
1: clip. I'm almost positive. Okay. I'll just have to pull that up on YouTube then. That's all I wanted to know.
3: Yeah. He was on Colbert. He was on like Colbert twice in like two weeks. It was very weird. I was like, well, he's on again. All right.
1: Oh, Mark, did you watch his hot ones? I think I started to. I don't think I finished. Because uh, he does a trick at the end, which uh, is so goddamn hilarious to me. You see it, Bob. That he has that wave when he takes a selfie. He looks like it's a bear man's ass uh-huh. in front of the camera when he does it. It's funny. Watch it. Yeah.
2: yeah. If you like, really Paul Red Man. His Hot yeah. Ones episodes. That are was cool. good. Yeah. People should be watching Hot Ones in general. It is a putting
1: really it on the show.
2: Yeah. It's like it's hard. Like, people think it's a gimmick, and you're like, it's, it's literally what got me. Is literally. Then I watched will almost die Yeah, w- watching that. But like it is the guy's an incredible interviewer.
3: Yeah. The, the trick to that show is look it up, find one person that you're like, oh fuck, I I I'd want to see this person in any type of video talking about whatever. That that's your gateway. And then once you watch it, you'll say, Oh, this is actually a pretty interesting show. You find some other people you like, and then you're hooked.
2: Yeah, I watched the one where he interviewed uh Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf, LaBeouf. Didn't really care about the guy. Fucking fascinating. Like, really
1: interesting. Anyway, to watch Hot Ones. That should be the recommendation of this goddamn week. It was, Bob, but the last one you and I talked about, I really like Chancellor Rapper. That was a dull interview. I didn't even watch that one yet. It I was, watched, It is a bit dull. I went to watch
2: it, and my guy from uh, Brad Leone from Ball Bon Appetit, one of my favorite people on YouTube, I was excited to see him. His was good. But anyway, um, before we go, and don't worry, this is a nice short episode. Um, because Stefan's like, we gotta keep a tight ship here now that we know what we're doing here, a little bit <laughs> with timing. I just gotta mention that this Saturday, Tito Ortiz versus Alberto El Patron is happening in Combate Americas. Uh, mask or no mask? Do we know? Well, he's not coming out as Dos Caras Jr. Okay, sure. so. <laughs> I got a little
1: thing I like too, but I'll let you finish, Bob.
2: Um,. I believe this... Listen, I don't know anybody in this card besides them. No, most uh, of people got hurt, I guess, but it's like, I didn't know any of them to begin with. I, don't know I, was trying, I remember know. the price being fucking stupid. Like, remember we talked about it, it when like the price 40 got 40 or set. 50 bucks, it was a Yeah, way. and I was just like, fuck you. Like, not a chance.
1: Um, and you like the story, Ortiz, though. Alberto's taking the fight uh, because he owes the guy a favor. That's the motivation for him fighting. He owes this man a favor.
2: Tito... Alberto also said he was offended that Tito, as a Mexican, was pro-Trump, and I'm like... Are we doing that? Is that the point? Or is this the check you're getting, Alberto? Because... You know I'm,
3: I'm, I'm offended now, too. What the fuck?
2: Oh, Tito's How? big f- Tito's, Tito's big stupid head was behind Trump in one of these rallies, like in the crowd. Like, it just stuck out his big fucking melon head, <laughs> all right? Just right there. <laughs> and UFC was
3: close with the Trump Taj Mahal casino. They did a lot of shows there. And that's when Tito was- No, big. no, he's
2: full, like, anti-immigration piece of shit. Is what he is. Like okay, that's where I mean, Tito that's Ortiz true. is. At. Yeah. Um anyway. Stefan, you want to say something real quick before we call the yes, day? Yes.
1: Um, I mean the highlight for my weekend, I, I can't believe I forgot about it. But for the first time ever in the history of the event, a English Bulldog won best in show. His yeah. name is Thor. His name is Thor. He is huh. an adorable chunky mass. All the Arctic, all the news headlines, you know, they 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 took the low hanging fruit, he hammered the competition. But um, watching that little chunky boy walk around and do his uh, victory trot, um, that made my week. Um, is this a Westminster dog show? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> and there is no weather. English Bulldogs, you know how all the groups have their groups and what they do. This is the blah, blah breed. The Bulldogs, they go under the non-sporting breed. It's not what they can do. It's what they can't do. So to see that underdog take the crown, that made my week. Um.
2: Westminster dog show, by the way, many of us who are wrestling fans remember that as the show that would preempt Monday Night Raw for a fucking at least one or two. Was it one week? A year. I don't know. I, I just oh, think yeah. it would have been I...
3: really funny if Stefan, if it was a different dog show. Because if it wasn't West, Westminster, I'm like, well, don't, I don't give a fuck. They either win Westminster, or there's no other dog show.
0: What if it's that had been like the Parkchester dog Dog show? No,
3: it doesn't mean nothing. Winchester or bust.
2: Um,. All right. Um that's it for this week. Um another episode under an hour. Fucking professionals here, guys. Um it's going to be hard to do that next week, I imagine. That is a loaded loaded three title fight card coming to you next week. UFC 246 um headline 245, sorry. Headline by okay, not not a unification bout. I forgot. The guy got stripped. But uh welterweight title fight Usman Covington, featherweight title fight Holloway Volkanovski. Women's bantamweight should be the fucking main event. Amanda Nunes versus Jermaine Durandamy. Bantamweight debut of Jorge of Jose Jose Aldo taking on Marlon Moraes. Oh my god! Um, another bantamweight fight. Peter Yan probably gonna whoop your whoop Uriah Faber's fu- ass. Matt Brown's on the undercard. Ben Saunders, Irene Aldana, Mike uh, Platinum, Mike Perry, Jessica I, Dave, uh, and Daniel Taylor. I'm not li- and Brandon Moreno. All sorts of shit. Um. Really good card next week. Uh, We'll talk about that more next week. Thank you all so much for listening, though. That was Kid Presentable. That was DJ Mark. That was Lavender Gooms. I'm Dr. Law. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out. See ya. Peace. Cheers.